Hello, everyone. Welcome to 30 Talk. My name is Doug. And I'm Brandon. He's still Brandon. And this is the only podcast that we do that is dedicated to the television show 30 Rock. The the two of us. The two of us. Of all the many podcasts that we're involved in. Uh, Yes. Yes. This is the only one (laughs) where we talk about 30 Rock. Because we're 30 Rock fans, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I would say. I mean, just a little bit. We fans. Um, we are here to talk about 30 Rock, and it is the fifth episode of our podcast, and we are talking about the fifth episode of the show. This episode is entitled Jack Tor. Jack Tor. Which is a play on actor and Jack. It's a combination of those two words. That's more what it is. Yeah. Jack Tor. Um, this episode was written by Robert Carlock um, and originally aired in November of 2006. Um, it's time for our very first segment, Brandon Reads, the IMDb Synopsis. IMDb synopsis. I'm gonna read it to you right now. This is it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jack wants to integrate product placement in TGS, but his idea is not very welcomed by the staff. Liz suspects that Tracy is not able to read since he is (laughs) never... He never says what's on the cue card, nor has anyone ever seen him read anything. When Liz confronts her, when Liz confronts her, Her. not him, him, uh, about the suspicion, Tracy pretends to be illiterate. Frank and Tufer talk Jenna into the idea that the actor, that there is an actor getting fired from the show. Mm -hmm. Her fears seem to get confirmed when Jack wants to appear on the show and Jenna sees her only chance not to get fired by using her sexuality. My sexuality. Jack's appearance on the show doesn't seem to be a good idea because Jack blows up <laughs> because Jack blows up all his lines. What? And he also doesn't know how to act in front of the camera. These written sy- by anonymous. These synopses or synopsi, I don't know what the plural is for that word, seem to be getting worse and worse. And I, I'm liking them more and more because they suck so bad. Yeah, that was way minorly helpful, but not actually exact. Well, I'd see why it's written by anonymous. Anonymous, yeah. I, I wouldn't sign my name to that if I had done it. Um, no, so this is this is uh, an, an interesting episode. This This one still felt to me very... Um, early, if okay. I can say that, it still feels like the first clump of episodes. And the only reason I say that is because I feel like they make that turn fairly soon where mm-hmm. they really kind of get into rhythm. But this one wasn't quite the turn yet for me. That's that's really interesting that you say that because this is one of my favorite episodes. Really? Okay. And I'm why not is that? Sure, I'm not sure why. Okay. Um, I think it's mostly, you know, as, you, as we sort of get into it. Right. Um, actually, I guess it's pretty early on. They show the... Um, they have the the meeting with um, all the the execs and stuff yes. like that. They're talking about product integration, right? And um, Jack shows his little video, yep. which you see later on how many takes oh, it gosh. took yeah. to to film it, and yep. it is so funny. But that that's when they do the product. You know, they say we don't want to just be a, a big commercial. And, and Pete then, goes, and <laughs> Pete goes, <laughs> this, this is Snapple, Snapple. Snapple. <laughs> and it's just oh my gosh, it's so funny. Well, and it's then that's, inter- that's interesting too because they there's like three or four lines in a row dedicated to the Snapple, and then Sari looks right at the camera and says, "I only date guys who drink Snapple," you yeah. know, which I think is the first time they've broken the fourth wall, which they'll, they'll do many times over the course of the series. But I believe this might be the first time that someone looks directly into the camera, yeah, and makes a statement. Right? I'm trying to think of. Because I know that they do it a lot. They do do I'm, it a lot. I'm trying to do do. <laughs> um, but I think this might be the first time. Uh, yeah. 
I think it is. A- actually, hold on. We need a break. Okay. We need to stop. Uh, I'm not sure how this happened. Okay. And how we haven't brought this up. It, it, I mean, it's episode five now. But yep. who is an executive producer that we have failed to mention consistently in this podcast? An, ep- an executive producer for 30 Rock? For 30 Rock. Uh, I mean, and he's a big one. I mean, he was really big for Tina Fey. Oh, hold on. I thought I knew it. Maybe not. Are you talking about Donald Glover? No. Okay. See, I don't know. Lauren Michaels. Lauren Michaels. How have we not course. talked about Lauren Michaels? I have not mentioned Lauren Michaels yet. And he is, he's so, he's so big. He was, he's super big for SNL. Yep. Super big for this show. Yep. Uh, I mean, and getting Tina Fey and, and Amy Poehler and all those yes. types of people sort of launched. Um, I mean, she, she gives a lot of credit to him for in sure. her book. Yeah. Um, and his guidance and stuff like that. I just... I thought about it. I'm like, how that have is we a missed gross this every oversight? Lauren Michaels, if you are coming on the show, actually, he did. I uh, he you spoke with him, right? Well, I think he heard he about heard. a show <laughs> that we have not put out yet. Um, he heard about this podcast, <laughs> and we have not even put it out yet. And uh, he contacted me. He somehow has access to your private he files. He does. Um, <laughs> and he said, "Let me come on this show. I would love to meet in your kitchen." Yeah, I think that was yeah. That, that was, was last way. Tuesday. That was yeah. Um. So even last Tuesday or the previous Tuesday, I'm, the previous Tuesday before we even started recording the show, I think yeah, he's he sent an which, email to me, which really just speaks to his gift as an executive producer. I mean, it's really his job to know what's happening oh, before yeah, it happens. Absolutely, you know. Absolutely. Speaking of which, we should probably make him EP of this show while while we're at it. We don't want to oh, definitely as a as a major apology for oversight. So yeah, shout out Lauren Michaels EP of this show, and obviously his his. Years and years and years on SNL um, have proven his television acumen. Um, yes, um, of course, Lauren Michaels. I, I do want to say, though, that the whole product placement with, with Snapple and how Siri breaks the fourth wall and looks right into the camera, mm-hmm. it makes me want to create a segment on our show called the fourth wall breach counter. So now it's time for how many times has 30 Rock broken the fourth wall? This is a TV show, and it's so matter, so matter, dude. How many times have they broken the fourth wall? One. Well, don't this, they do it twice on this episode? Twice on this episode. So, <laughs> so we'll have to do that <laughs> jingle again. Yeah, we'll have to do that jingle <laughs> again. I hope you remember exactly what you just did. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, oh my gosh. Um, that so, was ridiculous. which, but, but again, the fact that she's willing, you know, or, or that they wrote that in, that she would look right at the camera. They're talking about product integration on TGS and they're incorporating product placement into 30 Rock. So it's just the genius of, of the writing and the brainchild of Tina Fey to have, to have that whole spot right there for Snapple. Well, and how they don't want to do that and yet are doing it in by the sheer fact Exactly. Them, or, you know, the moment of them saying, we don't want to do this. We don't want to just be a big and commercial. And at the same time, saying, yeah, this is diet snap. Well, and then a couple of minutes later, Liz and Pete go to get on an elevator and yeah. a, a life size Snapple man yep. comes off the elevator. You know where HR is? Can you point me towards uh, human resources. Um, so, yeah. So cheers to them for that. I do want to say there's an important mention of Jenna's song Muffin Top. Oh, in this episode. Gosh. Yes. Her Muffin Top is all of that whole grain, low fat. I know you want a piece of that. But I'm just here to dance. Checking out my sweet <laughs> candy coated berry lips. Oh, yeah, so that's a very uh, a, a recurring song used by Jenna's character in the show. An amazing song. An amazing song, truly. But that this is uh, another mention of just where things are in the background. Bring it. And 
it is it's there's three different times in the yes, episode. I have this written down. You do. Yep. Okay. So the first time it is the intercom that says over the loudspeaker. You know, yeah, paging yep, Jenna to the to the stage. Jenna for Maroney to the top. stage for Muffin Top. And the second time is Jenna and Ghostface Killer. Ghostface Killer, Killa, who's now apparently featured on the song. And Jenna will, and Ghostface Killer to the stage for Muffin Top. And the third one, the the, the winner at the end is Jenna, Ghostface Killer, and Yo Yo Ma. Jenna Maroney, Ghostface Killer, and Yo Yo Ma to the stage for Muffin Top. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> and and I don't know. I mean, I've heard this. I've heard Ghostface Killer a million yep. times. Yep. Um, which kind of comes later on in the show, but this is the first time I think they mentioned Ghostface Killer, yes, right? Yes. But he has a re- he comes back. He makes yeah. multiple appearances. But I didn't realize for whatever reason that that was actually him. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, he always plays with himself. Him, yep, and he's always himself. Yes, from Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> Why is he in the show? It makes no sense <laughs> that he would do this. Why is he in Muffin Top? I don't know. I don't know. Um, how, how how far would his career have to have fallen in order for him to be featured on Jenna Maroney's song Muffin Top? You know but, what I'm saying? But Wu Tang Clan, like everybody, still knows them. Yeah, of course. Like yeah. knows of them and like will reference them. And oh blah, yeah, blah, blah. you you would be surprised how often you hear like modern day rappers talk about like Wu Tang as a major, major influence, you know? And yet here, here he is. is. Here he is. Ghostface Killer. Well and it's funny because so so the close sh- the, the the show closes with Jenna performing Muffin Top and Ghostface Killer comes out and joins, you know, but Yo Yo Ma unfortunately has not made an appearance. I guess he didn't hear the page. I'm not sure. Maybe he heard the page and ran. Um Who ahead. okay, who is Yo Yo Ma and why don't I know who it is? I think he's a cellist. I think he's like a famous cellist. But okay. basically, he's way too classy and dignified to, to ever to, to do Muffin like Top that. with on a late night sketch comedy show, which I think is part of the joke. Okay. I guess they could convince Ghostface Killer, but Yo Yo Ma wouldn't wouldn't have anything to do with it. Which you know, good for him. It's probably the right choice. Um, uh, okay, so getting back to the storyline, TGS. Um, you know, the writers for TGS write write a sketch with a GE executive, and Liz asks Jack uh, to come on the show and play that executive. You know, li- live on the air. Um, Jack agrees, um, but then moments later, Jonathan, who plays Jack's assistant, um, comes rushing into Liz's office um, and tells her that that would be a terrible idea and Jack would be awful on live television. Um, and he plays her uh, a clip from the GE promo that you mentioned earlier, uh, Brandon, and shows her how many takes and how bad Jack was um, at shooting the GE commercial. I think this might have been the first time we mentioned Jonathan. He's played by Malik Pancholi. Um, he plays Jack's yep. assistant. He plays Jack's assistant for, I think I have this right, for the first five seasons and then not season six. And then he does again in season seven because he took a year off from 30 Rock to be on the show Whitney, uh, the short-lived NBC sitcom, which did not pan out. Uh, so he he came back to 30 Rock for season seven after that failed. <laughs> okay, I feel like he's in the pilot. Yeah, he might be. I just don't know if we've mentioned him. Yeah, I don't think we did. Okay. Um, I know that he's in the pilot, but I yeah. think it changes shortly after that. I, doesn't it kind of flip-flop? Or is he actually in it consistently <laughs> well, until season six? No, yeah, I think he's in it pretty consistently. Every once in a while, you'll see someone else like in the background or someone else near Jack. Like, There's even a moment, I think, in this episode where Jack walks into uh, like the 30 Rock studio uh, and there's someone else with him that, that would be like his assistant, but it's not Jonathan. So I think... Yeah. It fluctuates somewhat, but but he is primarily, you know, Jack's assistant over the course of the series. Um, yeah. So so he comes in and, and shows these <laughs> this 
just this montage disaster of Jack recording take after take after take uh, for this GE promo. Yeah, um, and they're terrible. Oh, they're so bad. I, I wonder how much of that was ad libbed by Alec Baldwin, to be oh, honest, because I don't know. Be I don't know how you write something that. Like, I, I don't know how you tell someone to be that bad unless at one point he suggests that he holds two coffee cups, which yeah, might yeah. be my favorite part of the whole he montage. Two of them. He's, he's holding one and he goes, wouldn't it be more normal if I held two? And it's like, what? Of what, course what, not. What do I do with my hands? What, what do I do with my hands? I've never thought about that before. Well, and when he walks too. Oh my gosh. His walk with that is so it's, funny. How he just sort of like matches them with his arms, the, he, this yeah, way of his arms and arms his legs. Each, oh, it's just oh. brutal. So that's, that's a really funny montage. It goes on for a couple of minutes. But at the um, end there. I, you end. just have to mention at the because at the at the end when they they say it's a wrap yeah they say uh, it's I think it's been a hundred and fifty takes or oh, something yeah, like that yeah and he says uh, all right it's a wrap huh, well that didn't feel like five days at all did five it five days to shoot a thirty second commercial oh my gosh ridiculous uh, and it's all in his office there's no extra there's no, no. CGI there's no. no extra all he has to do is talk about product integration for thirty seconds integration integration racial integration no that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so that's a, that's one of my favorite moments is is watching Alec Baldwin just ad lib that whole disastrous scene. Um, so the the episode begins to move on, and and Liz obviously has her doubts about having Jack on the show, and it becomes a it becomes a point of pride for him. He he decides that he must do it. Any challenge he's ever faced, he's overcome and and defeated. In fact, at one point, he even says to Liz that. You know, three years ago, I was an inch and a half shorter than I am right now. Sheer willpower. Sheer willpower. <laughs> um, so it becomes a, a point of pride for Jack Donaghy that he must master this, um, you know, 90-second script of a, of a sketch and, and appear and be on it uh, with, with, you know, great ability. So um, so I, I, I had a, another question I wanted to ask you. So we get to see Liz's apartment again in this episode, and mm -hmm. here's, here's my thought. You remember a couple episodes we talked about how we never seen her kitchen, right? Yeah. Like in the later episodes, they don't ever show her kitchen. Yeah. Okay. But it doesn't look like it would fit with what we see in her apartment in the future. But I wonder if it is because because maybe that's why they never showed her kitchen in the future is because they had showed her kitchen in the first couple episodes and then never went back to it. Because I really, over the course of the series, I cannot think of another time where they show her kitchen. No, I know that they that there's a uh, a win or a doorway. Yeah. But uh, you, I don't think we ever see it again. Yeah, there's definitely no major scenes set in her kitchen. You get to see her bedroom, her living room, yeah, you know, stuff like that. But I, I don't know. I just wonder. It doesn't really matter, I guess. But, um, all right. So, uh, Jenna has. Yeah, we should touch on that. B we definitely need to talk about Jenna. Sure. Yeah, she. <laughs> Uh, from the from the IMDb description that you read, Frank and Twofer decide the, to to prank Jenna to mess with her, um, and they announce that they are going to tell her that that Jack is considering firing <laughs> one of the actors. So she, of course, gets very nervous and as usual, as usual, her paranoid and neurotic self. Um, so she she sees someone that that she thinks is Jack's boss mm -hmm. on. She thinks it's Jack's boss with GE, but the truth is it's a actor who's hired to play Jack's boss on the TGS sketch. Yep. Um, and at one point Liz says he doesn't even have any lines, you know, but Jenna thinking that he's Jack's boss in order to secure her job decides to use her sexuality as she describes it. Her sexuality. Um, and she seduces this very old gentleman named Ron. 
with the coffee. I she yeah. she takes oh, the gosh, the non dairy creamer and just oh, just puts it's it. So in. Oh, offensive. it's so gross. It's so gross. She's like choking. How do you like your coffee? Uh, with the, uh, the, the non dairy creamer. <laughs> oh gosh, it's so bad. So that obviously does not work out, which Liz rightly points out to Jenna every time she tries to use her sexuality. It, it doesn't go as planned. Do you even have any left? <laughs> Um, okay, now talk about Tracy's storyline because I think Tracy is is also very very interesting. He early on in the episode, Liz asked him if he can read. Um, yes, <laughs> which is just so great. Yeah. Well, and they do that that great callback to I think that was episode one or two. No, when I they're think, shooting the promos, yeah, episode two, two. Yeah. And they, I'm like, black NBC, <laughs> very proud, like, like peacocks. peacocks, right, Janet? <laughs> <laughs> which is so great, and they. You know, just sort of play off of that. How he never yep. reads the cue cards. He never quite knows um, what's going on. Um, doesn't yep. read any of his scripts ahead of time. Doesn't doesn't come to um, rehearsal to rehearsal yeah. on time. He's never he, he never knows what the heck is going on. No, and leaves early, true. all that stuff. And doesn't care to. He actively tries to do his own thing, like as much as possible. Yeah, because he's a movie star. This is the hardest job he's ever had. Hardest job he's ever had. Um, so eventually Liz confronts him and says, can you read? And at first he seems very offended at the notion that he's a grown man that couldn't read. But then when Liz explains to him that she is willing to work with him and give him time and space, and he says to her, so I could leave work early if I needed to get a tutor? And she goes, yeah. And he steps up and goes, I can't read, Liz Levin. <laughs> and I wrote down, because I thought his his like tyrant or his tirade was so so hilarious here so when tracy uh when he falsely confesses to everyone that he cannot read which of course he can Mm -hmm. um, in order to get out of doing his job he storms out and he says my shameful secret is out now you know why i'm always running into the ladies bathroom i signed my name with an x that's it i once tried to make mashed potatoes with laundry detergent and then he finishes (laughs) with i think i voted for nader nader Nader! To which he gets on the, um, they follow him onto yes. the, um, under the elevator, yep. and he immediately pulls out a, a newspaper. <laughs> a newspaper and says, when Liz sees him reading the newspaper, <laughs> and he says, "Man, damn, George Will just gets more and more conservative." <laughs> it's just, it's so, and I love, ridiculous. I love in that moment because when Tracy first gets on the elevator, you can see in Liz's face that she really feels like she has done some good, right? Like she has you know, freed this man to be willing to confess his illiteracy and that she has made a difference in the world by offering to help someone, you know, and you see in her face just an overwhelming sense of like pride and self-satisfaction that she has helped an adult man confess that he cannot read. And then when the elevator door opens back up and Tracy's reading the newspaper, she just looks so shocked and offended. Like she, and she knows in that moment that Tracy's playing her, um, which is really funny. So, um, so I, I thought that was really funny because then, of course, that, that storyline plays out with basically Liz and Tracy playing chicken to see who's who's going to break first. You know, yeah. he comes in work. He comes into work late because he had to, you know, quote unquote, go to his tutor. Um, yeah. And then they bring in a sign and they want to advertise to him. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, my gosh. They want to advertise to Tracy the new posters they're going to hang all over New York City advertising yep. for the show. Yep. So Pete rolls out the poster and it's Tracy, Tracy's, you know, Tracy Jordan's face on the TGS poster. Mm-hmm. And it says, Tracy Jordan, the smallest penis in show business. <laughs> and and <laughs> to which he has to pretend, you know, that he can't like read he it. He can't read it. Yeah. And he's like, mm-hmm, I don't see anything no, wrong with that. No problem with that. And Liz goes, really? Mm-hmm. And then he goes, 
I'll be leaving work early today. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it eventually ends uh, when Liz catches him in the lie and he confesses that he can, in fact, read, you know. Um, and so that, you know, Liz and Liz and Pete give <laughs> give Tracy a good talking to. Oh, uh, it's funny. Um, so the getting back to the Jack storyline, he's he's pushed himself to the limit and Liz has talked him off the ledge and convinced him that he can actually, you know, perform on the show. Yeah. So, um, well, and, but, but, uh, I think he's, when she go, uh, Liz has, has, well, Jack calls Liz and Liz comes back to the studio. Yeah. In like the middle of the night, he's yeah. in the studio freaking he's, out. He's freaking out. Yep. He, he asks her, he says, I'm, I'm one of your actors. Talk me down. Like bring, get me back Talk me off to, the ledge, to, yeah. to normal yeah. here. Um, and I think it's here that he says, um, he he tells her the story about how he could never act. He's never been able to do this. Right. And it goes back to when he's a kid and he's yeah. wearing like this corn outfit. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> and this is right after you've seen that he can't remember lines and keeps asking for lines. Yeah. And he says, uh, what does he say there? Oh, he says, he's, he's talking about grains and cereals. Right. He goes, grains and cereals are... Damn it, son of a bitch! Like <laughs> he's blind, <laughs> he just can't. You know, he just as like can't. a nine-year-old. Yeah, yeah he yeah, has yeah, no yeah. idea what's. He just can't ever remember right what's going on. And now he's going to be doing this full uh, sketch on live TV. And he keeps looking at the keeps looking at the camera. Yeah, at one point rehearsal. Yeah, at one point Liz says to him, "Sir, you're doing great, but you are looking at the camera a little bit." And while he's looking into the camera, he says, "No, I'm not. <laughs> I, want I, to. I want to, but I'm not." It's like, no, you are. You're, you know. Uh, but that's on the TGS sketch. But then he does break the fourth wall again, like you mentioned later. Yeah. So it's time for fourth wall breach counter. We're doing this twice in the same episode. It's meta. The breach, the fourth wall breach counter. <laughs> two. <laughs> two of them. So two in this episode, two total. <laughs> the first two. So that's good. Okay. I don't want to bet anymore. About these, yeah, no more bets. We're because gonna... I think you're definitely off. We have not had in two or three episodes now any more Tracy Jordan yep. t-shirt removal counters. Yep. So we're still at two. Yeah, no, definitely. So can two. we get a ding ding? Well, ding ding, but it's been two for like four episodes. It was like two or three. But you didn't Is give us three? a ding ding last episode. There wasn't one, was there? No, that's what I'm saying. So we have to keep it at two. We don't do it every episode. we All just right, do fine. it when there's only when he does. I get because I. But you're right. There's no way we're gonna hit eighty. Yeah. There's no way. Well, I I mean, I'm under, so I don't care. Yeah, no, you're good. I think you're going to win that one. Um, yeah. So there's um so it ends up Jack does a sketch. It's fine. It goes over just just fine. Um we do want to say though, before we forget, it's time for Frank's hat says. Frank's hat. What is on his hat? We want to know what his hat says. That's it. That's good. I'm not doing um, any more. So, d- despite the <laughs> y'all jingled out, despite the fact that this episode takes place over a couple of days, I think f- I only had one. Mm-hmm. Frank's hat only ever says one thing the whole episode, and that is handheld. 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 So he has that hat on throughout the whole episode. Um, I do want to say quick. Every time I think about Jenna's song "Muffin Top," it reminds me of a Seinfeld episode. In season okay. eight of Seinfeld, I think it's like towards the end of season eight. I still have not. That's nah, it's okay. After David, we already talked about this, but after Larry David left, it's it goes into the crapper. <laughs> but it's it season sucks. season eight of Seinfeld. They have a an episode. I think it's called the Muffin Tops, where Elaine is talking to her former boss, and she 
mentions to him that everyone likes the top of the muffin the best. Yeah. You know? And so she said, I, I wish there was a restaurant or something where you could just eat the top of the muffin. And her boss, her former boss, loves the idea so much that he opens up a little bakery called Top of the Muffin to You. Um, and what he has done is <laughs> basically he creates this thing and only makes the top of the muffin. Yeah. But Elaine explains to him, you have to make the whole muffin and then mm-hmm. pop the top. That's the key. So every time I think of muffin top, I think of that Seinfeld episode because, it, you know, in usual Seinfeld fashion, it created a whole bunch of hijinks that the muffin bottoms were needed to be disposed of. They tried to give them to the homeless and the homeless hated it and they didn't want them. So they only wanted the tops. <laughs> they just well. wanted the tops as well. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so every time I think of Jenna's song muffin top, I think of that, that Seinfeld episode. Well, um, I think, yeah, I, get, I mean, Jenna, Jenna's songs are really ridiculous oh, they're throughout the, the entire series, but balls, this is balls, 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 balls. That's, that's much later. Yeah. Much later. Um, Sorry. but this is, the first is that the first song or the second song? Well, I guess it's the second song that she's singing on the on the show. But this is the one that she wrote. Yes, and it's really big in the Sudan or something. Yeah, uh, Israel is Israel. Israel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's like the number one song in Israel. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, um, yeah, I thought that was funny. But we I mentioned his name earlier. We didn't talk about it much. Donald Glover. Yeah. So he does make a cameo in this episode. It's the first time we see him. No. Yes. And how did I miss this? Then? He is. There's a scene where they're taking Ron, <laughs> the Jack's boss in the TGS sketch. Yeah. They're taking him to the stage, and oh, Donald Glover comes yeah. over and yeah, he goes, he's "No eating in costume," and yes. he like drags him to the stage. I do remember yeah. That. So Donald Glover was famous, uh, most famous. Well, he's famous for a couple of things. One, he was on Community for a number of years, another NBC show. After this, he joined Community. Uh, but he's probably uh, most famous at this point for his hip hop career. No. 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 Derek Comedy. What is that? Derek Comedy was a big YouTube sketch group. That was him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was See, him that's and, the thing. and a He's couple in of like guys. all I these other no, different... I have no idea what their names are, <laughs> and I feel really bad because they're in like stuff that he's in. Yeah. So in Community, his two other friends like make right. you know appearances as small roles. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. Um, and actually, I, I've seen him in like small indie like hipster films as well. Like, well, that's Ellie, Ellie Kemper, um, okay. she was actually on Derek comedy really okay. and she she did a couple of things she, wow <laughs> pretty vulgar things that are really funny yeah but like before she was on the office yeah oh wow yeah Very cool. and I, I don't i wonder if like it was because of him that they that they kept getting all these roles yeah yeah, yeah. Um, or not because they're all nbc shows right um so i i don't know at this point in season one what donald glover's job was but he was some type of of producer or some type of story editor yeah i thought he was writing for them. well he wrote like one episode in season two, and then I think he was like some type of executive story editor or something like that for most of season three. Uh, but shortly after that, it was around the time I think Community started, and then he was on Community for you know a number of years as as one of the main characters. But he a also obviously character. great character on Community plays uh, Troy. Uh, but he has the hip hop career as Childish Gambino, um, which if you like hip hop and you don't mind vulgar language, and check him out. <laughs> Go watch that. Um, so I, I had that note just here. We had to mention his cameo. Um, the oh only gosh. the only notable guest star that I saw in this was Ghostface Killer, obviously, because that was uh, his appearance on Muffin Top. Um, well, I did want to say, because I feel like we slash I, I do not like Josh. Like, no. I consistently don't like Josh. Yeah. But he does have a funny line or a funny, you know, 
I guess, character on right. the show, the Gabraham Lincoln. Gabraham Lincoln, yeah, very and funny. Fourth score and seven beers, beers ago, <laughs> which is like, yeah. <laughs> See, I, I, I have never disliked Josh very much, and that that is one of my favorite Josh moments because he has this this character. That's your favorite Josh moment. Well, it's not my favorite. My favorite comes later when he. Okay. Well, we won't talk. Yeah, about Yeah. Well, no spoilers. Um, but I, I don't dislike him. He's just, he's so. I guess he's very average. It just is so point. Like it's not like he sucks. I don't know him. No, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. him. At, like I don't think I've seen him in anything else. Right. Um. Well, personally, it, as if I've seen everything. Right. Um. <laughs> but I just don't. He doesn't seem. It. In my opinion, he does not add a lot to the show. I feel you. He's just sort of there. Yeah. And so you 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 know you see him and you everyone else grows on you a lot. Right. He especially up to this point, has not done that. He's just sort of there and is very quickly debuted. The cat, if you can hear that, the cat is just knocking There's a mar- cat a in marble? the kitchen. No, it's a magnet from the refrigerator. She's patting that around the kitchen floor. But I think it's interesting that the Josh character on on 30 Rock is similar to the Josh character on TGS. Yeah. He's not in every episode. He's very much seen as a background actor. At one point, mm-hmm. when, when Trace, I think it's in the next episode, Tracy and Jenna can't really be on the show as much. And Pete says it's going to be Josh's biggest week ever. He's very much seen as a backup plan on TGS and, and also on 30 Rock. Yeah. So I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah. And I think they touch on that a little bit later, yeah. too, which is really great. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that, that was episode 105. I think that was all uh, we had. I, I like this episode. It wasn't, like I said, it still felt early to mm-hmm. me like they're hitting like they're not there yet uh but but overall i would say that you know i did i did enjoy uh this this episode of of 30 rock okay so out of our typical scale of one to eight yep all right was it one to seven i think it's been different every time okay on a on a scale of one to slice bread what would you give it i would give it i would give it a honey wheat do you like honey wheat? It's okay. It's okay. It's not super healthy for you like wheat grain, you know, but it's also not like pure and wonderful like like white bread. You know what I mean? It's like kind straight of like, wonder bread. Right, exactly. Wonder okay. bread being the ideal bread. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess that works. Uh like like nature like nature grains or nature valley, whatever not nature valley, that's the granola bars. Whatever the nature's something. Nature made? Is that something? What it is? Who knows? Okay. I I'm gonna give it a, it's the bread that has uh, little sesame seeds in it. Yeah. It's not a bun. No. It's like regular bread. Yeah. But then it has like little sesame seeds on the top. See, I didn't give it a rye. If I didn't like it, I would have given it a rye because wa- rye is, is 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 gross to me. I don't I don't like rye. You talking about sourdough? Is that what that is? No, I do like sourdough. I like sourdough, sourdough is one a lot. My favorite though. Yeah, sourdough is great. So that's too much. I'm gonna give it that the one where it's like I enjoy it, but you have to put a lot of butter on it. Yes. Okay. That's fine. So so we'll stick with that. So episode one hundred and five, just add butter. It's good. Yeah, add butter. Add butter, and we're th- we're almost there. Okay. All right. <laughs> this has been Thirty Talk. Thank you for listening. Oh, remember you can follow us on Twitter at Thirty Talk Podcast, and if you want to send us email that we'll never read, mm. Thirty Talk Podcast at gmail dot com. Well, we won't respond. We'll read it. We might read it. Okay. Definitely won't respond. That's fine. All right. I'm Doug. I'm Brandon. See you. Bye.